welcome to the Life Hit Podcast. I am your host, Johnny Orm, and today we're going to talk about a good lot of Star Wars stuff. But first, let's talk about the business. You can join our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Bloody Orm, B-L-O-O-D-Y-O-R-M-E. You can find us on Tumblr at mystarswifedebt.tumblr.com. If you would like to contribute to the upkeep of the blog and the podcast, then you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash mystarswifedebt. There's a couple of tiers for you to choose from and some excellent perks at each level. And if you would like to get your words read on the show or hear yourself on the show, please send me emails and voicemails to... Uh, podcast at outlook.com and that's it for the business so let's get on with the show well what can I say it's been a, a good week in terms of the Patreon so I've got a, I've got a shout out hi um, Chris King from Kentucky um, one of the uh one of the Jammed Transmissions family uh, has joined the Live Dead Patreon at the $3 tier. Uh, thank you, Chris, uh, and welcome to the Life Debt crew. Um, it's great to have you, and I really hope that you enjoy the new content. Um, and in a preemptive strike, uh, after I made mention of this, uh, I've been kind of thinking of things to do for a, uh, a new tier, which will be a $5 tier, um, and in the, like I say, a preemptive strike, Patreon Becky has upped her uh, contributions to $5. Um, so, thank you, Becky. Uh, thank you so much. Like I say every week, uh, your contributions are greatly appreciated. Uh, everyone's contributions are greatly appreciated, and I thank you all. Um, if you want more information on the new tier, um, I will be. I'm, I'm still kind of working on it, so like Becky is really, really like ahead of the game. Um, but I will be going. I'll be working on that. I've got some ideas for it. Um, and uh, I'll be kind of putting more information out about that soon. Um, so yes, uh, thank you again, Chris, uh, for signing up, and thank you again, Becky, for uh, upping your contributions. Um, so yes. Um, so without further ado, uh, I'm going to jump into the episode. Here we go. So we've got a surprise uh, addition to the collection corner this week. Uh, wasn't planning it, wasn't expecting it. Um, Sarah, uh, I was at work and Sarah called me and said, do you want to meet me at Tesco's? And I said, right, okay. Which is a, a shop, it's just a supermarket. And uh, so I went and met her and in the trolley was a Lego set. Um, one of the kind of the small um, sets, which has got like the blaster guns that you fire at different things, 
Um, she's got me. A, she's got me one of the small ones from the Endo selection, which comes with Wicket and a um, oh, what are they call Scout Trooper, uh, and then a, a kind of little stand thing to build for Wicket as well. Um, normally, it wouldn't have been something that I would have picked up, but I've not got a Wicket, and I don't know, or I've not got a. Um, Scout Trooper either, but uh, I know I said that I'll be getting one day that does come with one. <coughs> Razor Crest. <coughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, I was like, okay, it was che cheaper to get that than any battle pack that was uh, around, but to be fair, I wasn't going to get a battle pack, I've got them both that are out at the moment. Um, but yeah, no, it was really, really cool that, you know, she was like, oh, what's all this? And, thought of you and I'm like oh thank you yay uh, <laughs> so and what was even funnier is uh, she had picked up Emma a um, Frozen 2 uh, figure as well so I basically was like oh so you know we're, we're, we, go to, we go shopping and Emma gets a toy and I get a toy brilliant um, so yeah a bit of a laugh so yeah uh, new Lego set um, unexpected uh, no an unexpected, an unexpected surprise, but a welcome one. Um, I completely messed up that quote. Anyway, um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna carry on on that road anymore. Uh, so let's jump in to our first topic of the show. So it's a New York Toy Fair. Uh, well, it has been New York Toy Fair, and we've had some Star Wars reveals. Um, two uh, Lego sets have been revealed. One, I'm very excited for. One, not so much. Uh, I was holding out to look at this second one uh, before I committed to wanting it, and I just kind of feel a bit disappointed. Um, so we'll go with that one first. Uh, so, the Ultimate Collector Series Build Your Own Dio has been revealed at New York Toy Fair, and I, they say it's life-size and everything. I just, it doesn't thrill me. Something about it just does not thrill me. Um, I kind of think the wheel looks too small. I think... The neck looks too thick. It, it just looks off for me, uh, unfortunately. Um, so that's one that I won't be uh, getting, I'm afraid. But the other one, excitement up to 11. Uh, <laughs> they've, uh, well, they've got it at Toy Fair the Razor Crest, um, Mandalorian's ship is uh, is coming on the first of September, twenty twenty, and I cannot wait. Um, it looks fantastic. We've only seen the outside of it. Uh, we haven't been able that you know. There's not been any interior reveals just yet. Um, it comes with a Mando figure, uh, a Scout Trooper, um, 
No, who else was it? Mando Scout Trooper IG-11 Baby Yoda and I kind of feel like there was someone else um, but I can't remember off the top of my head but believe me when I say oh Grief Karga that was it it was Grief Karga as well and believe me when I say this thing looks amazing I honestly cannot wait for that one and um What's even better is um, the fact that I I got tagged in a few posts about it. Um, a lot of people know that I like Lego, so I got tagged in it by a few friends. And um, my wife commented saying, is this on your list? And I was like, top of the list for September the 1st. Uh, so, um, yeah, fingers crossed that uh, everything will be lined up for that one to be uh, obtained on release. Um, so, yeah, part of me get, think, part of me wonders, though, will I be able to get it when it comes out? Because... I will still be in America <laughs> uh, after celebration on the first, so we will see what happens there. Um, here's hoping, here's praying, here's much, much excitement. Um, so yeah, I uh, saw, you know, basically. When that gun, when when the first announcement came out, um, it was uh, Kyle from Tumbling Saber was the first um, was the first post about it I saw. And I I took one look at the ship. I didn't look at the headline, and I thought, oh, that that's a really cool uh, MOC build. Um, you know, kind of like like the minifigure scale that we kind of get um, vehicles. You know, it looks good. That's a really decent scale. And then I read the headlines. Um, you know, NYCC, NY, well, New York Toy Fair um, reveals, and it was a bunch of stuff from um, Star Wars. And I'm like, oh, let's have a look. And yeah. We got the so we got the razor crest, and I was like, "Oh my god, so excited!" And then in that report, there wasn't um, a release date, so I had to kind of like dig around. I was really hoping for an April uh, May release because I'd have been like birthday. <laughs> um, so, but no, it's coming out on September first. It's going to be at the Lego store and outside of the Lego store and Amazon exclusive. So we will, um, well, I'll be looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully day one or as close to day one as I can make it. Um, so that's gonna be it for this part of the show, but uh, we'll be right back in just a second with something else. 
Clone Wars is back! Um, oh, beautiful having Clone Wars back, everyone. Um, you know, I watched the uh, first episode of the new season, and oh, amazing, absolutely fantastic. The um, animation just looks so stunning. They've really upped it. Um, everyone still sounds the same. Well, everyone who we have heard already, everyone sounds the same. You know, there's like no changes really. Uh, the anime—I mean, they've updated the animation. Just looks so gorgeous now. Uh, but it's the same style. It just oh, looks amazing. Um, so this episode and the next three are all part of the Bad Batch arc, which um, was previously released on StarWars.com as the animatics. Uh, there are some slight changes. I'm n- I didn't really watch the animatics all that much, um, so I couldn't really sit and kind of give you a blow-by-blow description of differences or anything like that. Um, but like they, I know that there's, there's a couple of things I did notice was like in scenes when you get to the Republic stronghold. Um, the uh, it, it, they filled it out a lot more with um, with ships and uh, like gunships and, and clones and, and things like that just to kind of fill out the space more because it felt pretty um, pretty empty in the previous um, in the animatics. But I guess that's what it is when it comes to an animatic. It's just the ba- the backbone of uh, of what the animation is going to be. Um, this episode is essentially D. Bradley Baker on um, vocal steroids, I guess. Uh, he's, with the exception of, like, um, Mace, uh, is it Phil Lamar as Mace Windu and Matt Wood as the uh, battle droids and Matt Lancer as Anakin, it's pretty much D. Bradley Baker's show. You know, he plays all of the clones and all of the Bad Batch, and he plays Admiral Trench, who shows up. So, there's, you know, he basically is, it's D. Bradley Baker talking to himself non-stop for 23 minutes, which was just fantastic. Um, Thoroughly enjoyed every minute of it. Yes, I'd seen this story before, but at the same time, I just really really liked it and um yeah really really happy that i got to um that i got to watch it you know um i really like the uh the bad batch um characters uh hunter is it tech hunter tech um racker and crosshair um like you can see kind of like the bare bone the the boat like the um there's enough about them to look like clones but they they look vastly different at the same time and I think that's a really they've done a really genius way of doing that um which is just a credit to like the character design um crew um Is it the best episode ever? I wouldn't say so, but it's a really nice way of coming back. And it's a great way of starting off the new season. 
Um, very enjoyable, very fun, lots of action, uh, kind of stuff that you do expect from the Clone Wars. Um, and, you know, it, it kind of, it's one of those ones where it just feels like you've not been, like, I just finished watching um, The Lost Missions on Tuesday of this week. I'm recording this on Friday, so I finished watching Lost Missions on Tuesday, and kind of going into this one, essentially straight away, you, you could say, um, you know, it, it feels like we've had no time away at all. Um, despite the fact it's been years, um, but yeah, it's it, you know, it kind of just go watching it now feel like stepping into like a very comfy pair of shoes, which really is what you want when it comes to something like this. Like, I don't really, I haven't really sat and watched many like revival shows, um, but like. Stepping in back into Clone Wars just felt just it felt right. It did, there's no airs or graces. It's not like a, hey we're all back. It's just like hey look this is the next day in the Clone Wars. Well, you get the feeling that some time has passed. Anakin has longer hair. Um, I mean I suppose when they first were making these these episodes, like they were going to be either the same se- like kind of season six or early season seven so they weren't kind of updating the character looks just yet to be more like revenge of the sith but of course now that they've um they've you know now it's this is it this is like leading into revenge of the sith you know they've updated the character look um and anakin looks fantastic looking more like the Hayden Christensen look in Revenge of the Sith. Um, you know, what little we got from Matt Lanzer in this episode was great. Um, they've got Anakin, like, looking pretty angry throughout, and I think that's kind of going to carry on. I think that's going to be how he's going to look. You know, kind of... I mean... I mean, if you think about it, at this point, how long's he been um, away from Padme? Because we know he's been away from Padme in Revenge of the Sith for quite a while. Months, at least. So, at this point, could he just be really angry that he's not seen his wife for so long? I mean, I think... I mean, I think, like, you know, them being apart for so long would make him angry. And at the same time, he's also on a mission with Mace Windu. And, you know, Mace and Anakin don't exactly have the best relationship. It's probably at this point of the Clone Wars as well. Because, like, Mace is probably more becoming more and more untrustworthy of him. Um, as we find out in Revenge of the Sith. Um, so, yeah. Um, and I'm looking forward to next week. I'm really glad that they're doing this week by week again. Um... I don't know what it is about Star Wars content. I think it's just because I enjoy Star Wars so much. I love getting new content. I just don't want it to end yet. Um, so I think, you know, I'm happy to watch it on a week-to-week basis. Um, and, you know, it'll it'll be a new experience for me because I never did revenge, I never did the Clone Wars week-to-week um, when it was first released. 
So it's going to be a new experience doing Clone Wars that way because I've pretty much only ever binge watched it. Um, you know, either on DVD or online. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how it all goes. See how I cope doing week to week because you never know. I might just get frustrated and want to watch it all at the same time, <laughs> um, which is possible. Which is very very possible. Uh, <laughs> But no, there we go. Um, yes, yeah, so like I said, really happy it's back. I'm really looking forward to what we get next. Uh, despite the fact I really wasn't keen on the animatic version, that probably was down to more the image quality, you know, wasn't full on animation or something like that. But no, I'm really, I really enjoyed it. I uh, can't wait for next week to see how it all goes. Um, so yeah, we're going to, Put a pin in it in a just now, and uh, we'll be back in just a second with something else. So, follow me down on my theory train, people. Um, so, watching Twilight of the Apprentice, and you've got more on Malachor, right? So, here's my thoughts, because the last we see of him before that is in Solo, and... At that point, he is the head of Crimson Dawn. Um, now, we know that John Kasdan had, well, I don't know if we all know, but John Kasdan had, has said, I think he said it on that, the anniversary of Solo coming out or something, that um, they had a plan for, well, he had a plan for what Solo 2 could and would be, and it would be a um, gang war between the Huts and Crimson Dawn. Now, who does not want to see that? Hey, hey, anyone, anyone? No, I thought not. Now, Maul says something, says a couple of things in Twilight of the Apprentice that makes me kind of wonder about what goes on. So he talks about uh, his ship crashing on Malachor. That okay, fair enough. Maybe that is the that's what happens. So we'll take that as fact. He also says that he's not strong enough to take Vader alone. Why does he say that? Does he already know this? Has he attempted to fight Vader before? Huh? My thought is part sometime during this this gang war because we we know that Lucasfilm kind of has stories that they haven't told us but stories that they kind of plot out um, we know this because uh, Dave Filoni said so at Toilet Celebration 2016 like they reference the Siege of Mandalore in Twilight of the Apprentice um, which at the time we hadn't seen it we still haven't seen Siege of Mandalore at this point but we know it's coming. And Siege of Mandalore is also referenced in the Ahsoka novel. So, we know Lucasfilm does kind of keep these stories in mind. And um, they, they reference them. That's why Moore calls. Uh, that's why Moore says a couple of things to Ahsoka, like running away again, Lady Tano, and um, 
There's something else he said, I can't remember. But what if, after the Siege of Mandalore, he sets up Crimson Dawn, and it goes well for a bit, and he has, and it, we get, um, what's it called? We get Solo, where he's still in charge. And then they have the Gang War. And the Gang War gets the attention of Palpatine. Because we know Palpatine's kind of dubious of Maul. And my thought on it is, Palpatine basically lets Maul do what he needs to do. Um, which is fine, fair enough. So what if, let's go with this, what if during this Gang War, Vader was to, Palpatine was to send Vader to sort it out? Um, and at the end of the day Vader comes along fights Maul and Maul can't beat him that's when he runs off goes to Malachor because he's heard of the Sith weapon doesn't realise he needs two people because his ship crashes, maybe he even his ship is damaged before that in some sort of battle, space battle maybe, you never know. And he, you know, the ship crashes on Malachor, leaving him stranded. And, you know, he knows he can't take Vader. Think, well, that's why, why do you think the Inquisitors are after him? If they call him the Shadow, well, maybe that's a reference to him being a leader of the Shadow Collective at one point. Um, which was like the precursor of Crimson Dawn, I assume. Um, so yeah, it's like a bunch of random theory bits that kind of all push together to make me go, is there more to the Maul-Vader relationship than we know? I mean, he doesn't, Maul doesn't take on Anakin at all in the Clone Wars. So, you know, he wouldn't know about Vader. Well, he wouldn't know about Anakin's fighting style, and he wouldn't be able to like kind of pinpoint Vader to Anakin. So maybe that's what they were going for. Maybe there was meant to be this gang war that Vader was going to get involved with. And then, um, you know, Vader comes along. Vader comes along, takes down Maul. Maul goes down in a blaze of non-glory and there we go my my theory of Vader and Maul ladies and gentlemen <laughs> um, so yeah I'm going to put a pin in it now and we're going to talk about Project Luminous in just a second so uh, I'll be right back finally got an announcement, a proper announcement and reveal of <laughs> Project Luminous, um, the big uh, multi-publishing um, event series uh, that, we'll, that we'll, will be hitting shelves, will start hitting shelves in August of this year 
Um, so about so at Star Wars Celebration last year, we got um, basically teased by a group of authors sat on the panel at, um, at Celebration. Um, uh, Claudia Gray, Daniel Jose Alder, Kevin Scott, um, Justina Ireland, and Charles Sewell. Um, and they were taught, they, they mentioned this thing called Project Luminous that they couldn't really go into any more detail. We found out that they were going to reveal stuff in January, maybe, uh, at New York Comic Con. And I guess that got delayed slightly. Um, and last night, being the 20, well, last night for me, well, technically this morning, so on, on the 24th of uh, February, they finally gave us the information that we've been so desperate to find now. What have we learned, people? We have learned that the uh, that Project Luminous is actually going to be called Star Wars The High Republic. It's going to be set 200 years before the events of the Skywalker Saga. Um, so 232 years before uh, A New Hope um, and it's going to focus on the Jedi of the time um, we're going to see pirates and smugglers uh, and we're going to see the, the heyday of the Republic and it's also going to be the heyday of the Jedi as well um, so, starting out, there's going to be um, a... I can't remember all the names, so... Uh, but if you, but um, it's all online. You can have a look at StarWars.com. Uh, they had a big thing about it. And there's a video on YouTube which kind of goes into more detail. Um, if you do want more information, I've also put it up on the blog as well. I've, I've, uh, I did a piece on the blog when I woke up. So what I can tell you is, uh, we've got three books, one by Kevin Scott, which is going to be the first one that's out on the 25th of August, so just before Celebration. Um, so hopefully we'll get like a panel about it as well um, at the convention. Uh, a young adult novel by Claudia Gray, and a middle grade novel by Justina Ireland. All three of these look really good. I look, I'm pretty, uh, pretty psyched to be reading all three of those. Um, and on the comic side, Daniel Jose Alder is writing Star Wars The High Republic Adventures. So that's going to be kind of like a spin-off of Star Wars Adventures set during this period. Uh, and that's with IW Comics. And um, Kevin Scott is writing The High Republic for Marvel. Um, in the video we learnt that you know this was something that this whole idea was kind of developed as an incubation project so not only will we be getting these books and comics and you know things like that uh, that there's also a chance that you know if this turns out to be popular or they figure out they can do more stories here and there uh, set within this time period they will um, which I think is a fantastic idea 
um, we found that we find out that you know that it's going to be a lot of it's going to be centered around the Jedi. Most of the books that we're getting, the three well, the three books that are coming out. Um, so, Cameron Scott's is in August, I believe. Then it's. Uh, Justina Islands in September and Claudia Gray's in October and these are all focused on Jedi. Uh, the comics don't we don't know what they're really going to be centered on um, but some of the artwork the artwork for the IDW uh, Adventures one looks to be Jedi but um, from the artwork that we've seen from the comic uh, Kevin Scott's comic, uh, they look to be focusing, or they're at least showcasing the villains of this era, this threat that is um, uh, basically heading towards the galaxy, which are a group called the Niles, and they're said they basically look like Mad Max in Star Wars, um, which looks pretty, pretty cool. Um, So, what we've learned from the video is that they, um, they're taking this mass storytelling idea and really taking it very seriously. Um, like, they've got um, concept designers coming in, like Doug Chang and um, Ian McKay, who both cut their teeth in Lucasfilm with uh, Phantom Menace, they're working on it. And I mean, Ian McKay, he basically came up with the design that became Darth Maul, okay? And Doug Chang, well, his name is on so much concept art from from the prequels to, um, to the sequels. Uh, he did work on Rogue One, he's done work on, so you know, this guy, he, he does Star Wars. This guy knows Star Wars and he knows how to design for Star Wars, and so does McCain. So, you know, you know that, the, that it's in very good design. And, um, of course, the story group is heavily involved. Pablo Dago talks in the video, basically say, saying that, you know, they are allowed, well, having them do this era just basically frees them up to tell so many new and different stories without really getting in the way of anything. Um, you know, they're not beholden to what Luke and Han and Leia did uh, two months later or something like that. You know, they, they it's a blank slate, this era, and I think it's a fantastic opportunity not just for the writers, but for the fans to really get their teeth into something brand new. Not just like, oh yeah, they're telling, they've got these new characters in, like in Aftermath, which, you know, was quite new, or Alpha Squadron, which is pretty new, you know, there's a lot of new to it, but it's it's rooted in all, in the old stuff. Uh, this, this series really just gets, allows the, um, writers to really just play and you know they're beholden to a few planet names and some concepts from the Jedi but they can essentially 
tell, you know, we're, we're not seeing the Jedi of the of the Republic in um, um, in the Republic era that we've seen, you know, from the Phantom Menace to uh, Revenge of the Sith. You know, that was a Republic that was mired in, in um, basically just it was it was a horrible place. It was corrupt. It was. Uh, Decadent, like the decadence was just horrible, and you, know, you had people, you know, you had good people there, but it was just being manipulated by Palpatine. You know, but we're talking like, like, like I said, it's 200 years prior to all of that, so this is like when the Republic is, you know, in its prime, and the Jedi are in their prime as well, like, and and the galaxy is expanding, like the Republic. This isn't the case of the Republic expanding to all corners of the galaxy. This is when the Republic is, is growing, you know. At this point, it's probably mostly the core worlds. Maybe, uh, maybe like the, is it the Inner Rim? Um, but I suppose these, the, these all, the, the, there's like expansion going on. Uh, the Jedi are essentially the, uh, as, as they're described in the video, as the Texas Rangers of the galaxy, you know, patrolling the borders of the galaxy, and possibly, you know, pushing pushing themselves further into the unknown regions. You know, and at the time, probably the western reaches and the outer rim of the unknown regions at that point, which would be really interesting. Like they discover Tatooine. And you know they discover Jawas and things like that. You know, as opposed to you know what we've had in the in the, in the film so far, where you know everything we you know everyone knows everything essentially, except for the unknown regions. So it really kind of does open. <clears throat> sorry, it opens. Uh, a whole new can of worms for the franchise as a whole because you know we're getting brand new um, and everything we're getting is brand new everything is going to be I mean it's still going to be Star Wars it's still going to be lived in but you know what we'll be getting in terms of story and Characters, you know, it's on this new. Um, some of the some of the designs they look really good, really fun. Um, kind of they've downgraded droids and, and stuff. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing some ship designs, and you know what? It wouldn't be uh, a po It wouldn't be a, a podcast without me saying. I hope they do some Lego. <laughs> I want to see some Lego of these characters. Um, now there was some theories going around, um, it, based on some stuff from the recent comics. Uh, one from the um, Kylo Ren comic and one from the Star Wars comic, where they've been mentioning the High Republic. And in the Rise of Kylo Ren comic. Um, one of the Jedi who hunts Kylo down opens a holocron and sees a Jedi 
appear. And I can't remember the character's name, but Charles Saul has basically said that this character is a part of the High Republic series. And um, in a lot of the art we've seen, there is a space station kind of thing. And in the Charles Saul Star Wars run, he's uh, the big plot point for um, at least this story is they are looking for a um, this space station to send out a signal. So there's a lot of they're tying a lot of stuff in, and you know we're starting to see some more stuff kind of crop up, and I think that's really fun. Like getting lots of little teasers and I'm really enjoying seeing them all because you know I'm a big canon junkie I like it when things connect up it's fun it's adventurous and um, I like seeing it so yeah there we go um, that's going to be it for this part of the show and um that's going to be it for the show. So uh, we'll be jumping into the closing section in just a second. So here we go. And before we go, remember you can follow the blog and podcast at mystarwarslifedebt.wordpress.com. You can follow the follow our shenanigans at uh, facebook.com forward slash Life Debt Blog Pod. You can also follow me on Twitter at BloodyOn, B L W O D Y O R M E. You can also find us on Tumblr, mystylewaslifedebt.tumblr.com. And if you would like to contribute to the upkeep of the blog and podcast, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Uh There are two tiers for you to choose from, and all contributions are greatly appreciated. And if you would like to hear yourself or your words read out on the podcast, then please uh, email me at lifedebtpodcast.outlook.com. And if you could take a couple of minutes to rate and review the show, that would also be greatly appreciated because all ratings and reviews greatly help uh, get the word out there about the podcast and the blog. Um... So yeah, that's it for this week, and punch it chewy. Uh, Before we go, I would just like to thank our Patreon members from the uh, Journey to Life Debt tier. Um, So yeah, special thanks go out to uh, Patreon Becky, um, Anthony, aka a rural farm boy, and Chris from Kentucky, uh, thank you guys so much. Your contributions are greatly appreciated and go towards new things for uh, the blog and podcast. Um, so, yes, thank you once again and punch it chewy.